Hey, fan bros, this is Tatiana King-Jones. We have an awesome episode up ahead for you. But remember, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. Holla. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo with a special Fan Bros solstice delivery or a solstice Fan Bros special delivery. Uh, This time of year, the earth is the farthest from the sun that it will be all year. The nights are the longest. The crops are the deadest. The game is the most depleted, and Sci-Fi Channel has taken that opportunity to air Ascension, their big special event this week, which was um, three two-hour events, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of last week. Um, That really basically would would be the first six episodes of a new series. Um, The series has not been picked up yet, so as of now, it might have just been a a mini-series. And um, Ascension was pretty, uh, pretty insane. Um, it, you know, what started out. Um, all right, so, so here's the thing. I'm going to go spoiler free for a little while. And then at a certain point, I'm going to have to uh, rock some spoilers. And so I'll, I'll warn you before then. But basically, what was advertised as a show that looked like Mad Men in space turned out to be... Mad Men meets Snowpiercer meets 60,000 other things. Um, And uh, I certainly give the show a lot of credit for throwing a lot of ideas into the mix. Um, It was every five or ten seconds some new big concept was being thrown out there. Maybe not every five or ten seconds, but um, it was definitely left and right. Uh, It reminded me a lot of maybe some, some of... Jack Kirby's work in the sense that he would introduce these concepts and then three pages later, you know, you'd be onto something else and he'd have left that behind and not revisited it. Um, needless to say, I'd say I think the Jack Kirby stuff was probably a little, uh, a little, a uh, little better than uh, Ascension. But um, I did. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. I'm definitely going to say that. So the basic uh plot or uh setting of ascension is that in 1963 the government uh launched a secret uh rocket into space uh that's going to take three generations to get to an alien planet that's capable of supporting human life so the 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 show takes place 50 years into the space into the into the trip so theoretically, um, everyone. Now this is one. So this is a weird thing that doesn't get explained. Everyone on the ship was born on the ship and has no idea of life on Earth. There's no Vietnam War. There's no Beatles. There's no Berlin Wall falling down. There's no you know none n- none of the things that happened in America that uh, happened to everyone on Earth happens to any of them. Um, they're completely cut off from Earth in this hermit in, in a rocket. Um, so all their values and mores are basically 1963 Earth. And then they've sort of developed some of their own stuff on the ship. But here's what doesn't make sense: everybody has been born on the ship. They've been up there for 50 years. If someone was 25 or 30 when the ship first took off, 
then they'd be 75 or 80 and then they'd still be alive. But every character that we that we interact with is second or third generation uh, on the ship. Um, and that actually does have, um, that's relevant. Um, so the rocket ship ascension basically reflects American 1960s society. It's still, uh, you know, sexist. It's like, it's like the early seasons of Mad Men. Um, there's definitely class stuff that they are addressed. It's very rigid, rigid class structure between the lower decks and the upper decks. Somewhat reminiscent of Snowpiercer between the people in the back of the train and the front of the train. Um, but um, they're, 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 the huge thing they don't really address is um, race issues. Now, there are prob- there's 600 people on the ship. There's maybe 10 or 15 who are people of color. But I will give them credit for our hero, um, like the sort of strong-jawed 50s, honorable, you know, Dudley Do-Right guy, um, who we definitely are rooting for, is the one black man that has any lines anyway, I think, in the show. Um, And that's the um, executive officer, the XO of the ship, the second-in-command. And um, we do learn that he worked his way up from the lower decks... But again, there's no, there's no, race is never addressed. Like we do see some Asian people. We do see some black people. We do see some, you know, brown people who could be, you know, Latino or, um, uh, you know, Middle Eastern. And, but generally, I mean, it's, it's the white world that 1963 thought it was. Um, But again, uh, you know, Galt is, is definitely our, our hero such as it is. So most of the characters were introduced to the characters on the ship through the first murder that's ever happened on the ship. Um, it does. It is kind of hard to imagine we put six hundred people into a hermetically sealed, you know, um, environment where they can't, you know, they have no outside I- interference or you know they have no outside influences, and then you put a rigid class structure in place. Um, you would think that there would have been a murder before fifty years. But the murder is a shooting, and there are no guns on the sh- on the ship. So that's our first like, ooh, how did that happen? Um, and so they they do use the murder as a way to introduce us to a bunch of characters, and um, and and how the ship works and the history of the ship and all of that. Um, we uh, we're coming to the point where I'm going to have to uh, discuss spoilers. So if you want to. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to jump off now, now would be the time. But basically the big reveal when they find the murderer, they throw they throw him out of the airlock and he flies out of the airlock and falls into space, except he doesn't fall into space, he falls onto a giant mattress. And we discover that the whole thing is like a Truman Show type uh, experiment, social experiment, where there's government, someone and, you know, some government people... And it's the son of the guy who started the program, and he's played by Gil Bellows. I think he was on uh, uh, Ally McBeal, and he's been he's been on stuff. Anyway, um, you you recognize him? Um, they're they're do they're conducting some crazy experiment where I, th- we discover this throughout the episodes. But basically, this, they're they're conducting a, a weird genetic experiment where they they genetically they put the people in there into this environment that are genetically um 
basically they they want to create a star child and so they they need the perfect combination of genes and somehow that star child is going to have psychic powers that are going to create wormholes to get to the other planet so the actual ship is not flying through space it's in a giant warehouse somewhere um and even that is insane because the uh, the way that's handled because the guy who's the murderer who gets um, you know who gets thrown out of the ship he's able to escape with the help of you know X Files esque you know people who who suspect that you know foul play or whatever is going on with this organization and you know he basically runs out and is you know in a convenience store five minutes later and you would think that if they really were going to do this they would put it somewhere in the middle of the desert or something like that um you know the government owns something like 80 percent of nevada you know so uh that you know that 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 it's that sort of thing that just doesn't make sense how could they do this and it'd be like in the middle of la anyway um so they're trying to trying so the ship is not actually going anywhere. The ship is actually an excuse to have this weird genetic project. And on the ship, because they have to maintain the exact number of people, 600 people for the life support systems and everything, you're not allowed there's a quote there's a computer that that basically tells people, you know, how, you know who they're genetically compatible with. And um, it's sort of been turned into a weird fertility rite on the ship. Of course, what the sh people on the ship don't know is those couples are being put together by our shadowy organization outside. Um, anyway, there is some, some, some cool sci-fi stuff in there. Um, we do have um, the woman who played uh, Caprica 6 on, on Battlestar Galactica, Trisha Helfer, is on there. A um, couple of other actors um, that, you know, you've seen in stuff, you know, pretty decent, decent enough genre performances. Nothing is going to jump out at you. But um, there's a lot of a lot of really crazy, crazy stuff with the, the organization that's doing this and the dude who's running it and the government sending someone to take over and they're being you know, assassinations and double crosses out there. And then there's all kinds of sleazy stuff going on on the ship. Uh, power grabs between like a councilman and the captain and everybody sleeping with everybody else's wife. And, uh, we do get to see that, um, mating, uh, you know, the fertility mating ceremony thing where people find out who they're genetically matched with. And, you know, there are people who we know are in illicit couples that are matched with other people there's definitely a lot, a lot of stuff that you, some of which you've seen before, but never in this combination. The problem is there's a lot of holes in a lot of like when you just think a little bit about anything. Um, if, if you don't, if you don't delve too deep into it, um, then it's actually it, it, it's quite enjoyable. But you can definitely get caught up in a lot of rabbit holes, and it keeps sort of adding to the you know there's this one that one reveal at the very end of the first episode or the, it's actually the end of the second episode but um that that you know they they showed uh they're showing two episodes a night um the the reveal that the whole thing is actually not real cuz you go through the entire first hour definitely believing these people are in space and they believe they're in space and that they're going to this other planet and, and it's an interesting thing because they're the second generation. They feel like they're the generation that doesn't matter. 
their futures are all predetermined, but they're not even, they might not even be alive when they, when they, when they land on the planet. You know, the first, the, the important generations are the people who launched and the people who land on, on the new planet. The one, the, the one in between is, is not important, but of course they, they, for, for whatever reason, they need three generations to create this star child. So the star child exists. It's a little girl on the ship. She's basically Carrie meets Firestarter. She's got superpowers. The first time her powers erupt, she basically almost blows up the ship. Um, and some weird things start happening. Uh, and and um, there, are, there are hints and clues like little radio signals and stuff get through for a second to the ship um, after her first uh, manifestation of her powers. And, um, you know, there's a lot of intrigue, you know, the, basically we find out that Lorelai, the girl who had been killed, the, the murder that they were trying to solve in the first episode was all, uh, you know, she, she had found out basically and, and, and somebody had to come onto the ship and shoot her. So, um, so yeah, it's not clear if it's going to get picked up. Um, the, the, the final episode is pretty bananas actually, um. And uh, we basically end up with Galt on the alien planet having been beamed there by the girl with the psychic powers. And it's also not clear. Galt seems to either, if he doesn't have superpowers, he sort of seems to be sort of aware. Um, uh, he can see stuff that only the magic girl can see, the girl with the powers can see. So, um, so yeah. So I, I don't know if, 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 if what I just said made any sense. Um, I, that, that, I, that's a lot of the stuff that jumped out at me. Um, I did enjoy it, um, you know, for, for what it was. Sci-fi is making an attempt um, to return to what, you know, what they call hard sci-fi. I quite enjoyed Defiance. That was on for two seasons. Doesn't look like it's going to be coming back. That basically takes place in like a post-apocalyptic uh, St. Louis where a whole, there's a whole bunch of other alien races on Earth, and um, there's been a big war, and uh, they do they do some really good, interesting sci-fi stuff with the alien races. There was a whole plot about a well, not a whole plot, but a couple episodes about um, this one albino race, and people uh, do like whiteface, basically the other uh, humans and other aliens actually fetishize them to the degree that they you know, make themselves all white and dress like them and go to parties and it's a whole thing. And it's, you know, sci-fi is always obviously interesting when it when it's making commentary and, you know, the, the commentary there is obvious. So Defiance was pretty good. Helix, the first season, I thought started out great. I thought it was all over the place. I thought it had an interesting ending. Um, I'm definitely going to watch the second season of Helix. Uh, that's another new show in, in this sci-fi push that they're doing. Um, I, I tried Dominion. It wasn't for me. Um, it, it, it maybe could have been, uh, great, but, um, it wasn't bad. I just, I just felt like it, 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 it was missing some, something. Um, and they're coming with, uh, 12 Monkeys, the TV show in January, which I'm certainly willing to give a shot. 12 Monkeys itself, which I think is a great movie. Um, was actually an adaptation of La Jete, which is like a 20 to 30 minute French movie. And, and I highly, highly recommend that you see that. I'm sure it's on YouTube. La Jete, L-A-J-E-T-E. -E. 
it's one of the great, uh, it might be J-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. I mean, it's the Jetty in French. But um, that's what 12 Monkeys is based on. Um, it's really, it's really fantastic. Um, so I, you know, maybe the, uh, maybe the TV show based on the movie, based on the short will be really good. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the second season of Helix and I'm, and, uh, and I'm going to check out 12 Monkeys. Uh, if Ascension does come on, I will watch it. Um, I, you know, I would give this a reserved recommendation. I mean, you know, we're going into repeats with a lot of stuff anyway. If you're starved for sci-fi, there's definitely a lot worse things out there than this. I give them an A for sort of throwing everything at the uh, into the kitchen sink, but they certainly do not get an A for the 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 way that uh, they followed th for their follow through or sort of development of, of of a lot of those concepts and ideas. I mean, overall, I give it a B minus, um, which again. You know, there's a lot out there that, that that's worse, that's better than I'd give the strain. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm watching uh, The 100, which if you can get through sort of the problem, it's a, it's a, it's a better, it's one of the better things on the CW. Um, and that reminded me, this, The 100 isn't that different than this. Well, it is very different, but it, it has a lot of the same, you know, it sort of combines... 100 is basically Lost meets Battlestar Galactica meets uh, Hunger Games. And um, some of the issues on the, on the spaceship on the 100, I, I thought actually were similar to some of the stuff on Ascension. Uh, anyway, first season's on Netflix. Um, and uh, if you're looking for something to watch, check that out. Um, it does suffer from some of the same CW stuff that uh, Arrow and Flash and Vampire Diaries and supernatural and all that other stuff do um, at various points all those shows were pretty good um you know i i don't really know how you know who's who's still watching supernatural but i i, well, I actually only watched about a half a season of it in the beginning but i heard from people that it got really good and it had a great mythology i did watch two seasons of the vampire diaries that had a cool mythology um and uh, they 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 rocket the the plot forward in a lot of these things, which is similar to what they did in Ascension. Like the CW, they don't uh, they're not taking their time. They're they're definitely uh, you know throwing plot twists and rocket rocketing forward with uh, with everything. So um, yeah, I don't know. Check out the one hundred if you're if you're at all uh, if you're at all looking for something uh, sci-fi. Uh, it's mostly. I mean, basically, a bunch of kids in the space station are sent down to a ravaged Earth. And um, I guess, yeah, you could say it's even got a little of After Earth in there. Although it's only a couple hundred years. It's less time uh, has passed. But, um, yeah, so the the Ascension, um, you know, I, I applaud their uh, I applaud their vision. It, it definitely was no Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, they rebooted with a miniseries. Miniseries got a really, really good reaction. It got an episode order. It went to episodes, and it started winning awards. You know, that that was a very special show. Um, I'm sure they didn't think they had another Battlestar Galactica in their hands here, but I would be surprised if they don't order, you know, order, you know, to go to series. And again, with all the stuff that's thrown out there and the way that the last episode ended of the of the miniseries, uh, I, uh, I'm talking about Ascension here, there's just really uh, no no telling what direction they could go. 
Um, so yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll be back. Uh, we got one, one more, uh, one more special delivery this year. I guess I'll do, uh, the obligatory roundup of, uh, the year in, uh, TV. Um, so happy solstice, stay safe, stay warm, and, uh, live long and prosper. Initiating a launch sequence. Fanbros, you're clear to take over. Fan Bros, F A N B R O S. We are Fanbros, the Fan Bros Show. F A N B R O S. We are Fanbros, the Fan Bros Show. Fan Bros, but the ladies are fans too. <laughs> Fret not, my lass. We are all Fan Bros. No creed, no color, no gender can separate the fan bros. Fan bros! Show!